Good morning, everyone. How's everyone doing today? Winter finally showed up with a vengeance. We knew it was coming at some point, but we made it through. Um, just a couple reminders before we jump into part two of our made new series this morning. This doesn't necessarily affect um, those attending in the first service at this moment, um, but if you happen to attend the second service, sometimes our parking lot is getting a little bit full uh, sometimes for our second service. And just to remind you, there is overflow parking at the two buildings adjacent to us. There's these, this parking lot right next door and then the other building. Uh, we have an agreement with both of those um, proprietors to be able to use their parking on Sunday free of charge, which is a great deal for the city church. So if you come and you show up and our parking lot is full, don't drive home. There's lots of parking next door and, um, and then you're gonna come nice and early anyway and get a good spot. We won't get into that again. Um, and then just a reminder about, um, we are moving into receipt season here in a couple of weeks. And so if you gave it all um, to the city church in 2022 and you moved, um, we would love to know your new address before we mail you your receipt. Then it comes back to us, return to sender, and then you're calling and asking us for your receipt and all of that stuff. So we would just love for you, if you did move last year and you gave at any point um, during the calendar year 2022, if you would just um, email us at info at the And then there was also a link in the recent newsletter we sent out for you to send us your new address. And if neither of those options work for you, you can head to the info desk and give us your new address. That would be a blessing to us. All right, we are in week two of our Made New series. I don't know if you brought your guide back with you, or maybe you're getting your guide for the first time um, today, but we are, week two is about thoughts renewed. And just a reminder about the guide, we produced this guide for you just to, for you to have some time every day, Monday to Friday for the next four weeks, uh, three remaining weeks, um, just to go over this journal and it's just creating a good habit in our lives, a good rhythm for us to be able to spend some time with God. And again, I would recommend that you don't just do the guide, that you would add the guide to the other Bible reading that you're doing um, that will help you to create good habits for the rest of the year, spending time with God. And so uh, again, there's a thought, there is a guided prayer in there for every day, and there's some scriptural examples, and then there's a spot for you to do some journaling. So if you are doing this, the online version of this, you're gonna have to provide your own journal. And something cool, we were able to see how many people are using uh, Made New on the Bible app. And so far, over 970 people have registered uh, to be able to use the Made New journal, which is exciting because it's available to anybody who uses the Bible app. And so obviously most of those people don't go to our church, um, but they are taking part the same way you are to start out this year. So is there anybody in the room that didn't get a physical journal that would like one? Here, you can come take this one. Welcome, Charlotte. All right. Did anybody do any fasting this past week? Don't raise your hand in excitement. <laughs> For those of you that have never done any fasting before and you maybe did some, hey, you made it through and it was okay. You kind of probably felt good a little bit. And just again, as we start this year, we, we just remind ourselves uh, to maybe do some fasting in January that we're spending an extra time uh, with God in January, because we want to do the will of God for 2023. And when we fast, we're not changing God. What we are doing is we're changing ourselves, that we're 
setting some food aside and some different things aside in life so that we can focus more on our relationship with God. And just to, again, just some recommendations um, how to do some fasting. You can, you know, fast completely, not any food, but you can continue to drink water maybe for a day or two. You can uh, fast a meal or intermittent fasting is very popular right now. That's a time for us, again, that I'm not going to eat, but I'm just not, not going to eat for no purpose, but I'm just going to set some time aside that I'm, I'm realizing that God is my ultimate source. Uh, we can target some things in our lives, uh, removing some things that maybe have been a, a big habit for us. Sugar, desserts, we could remove desserts, wouldn't hurt us um, for the month of January. And then another thing that we could do um, is that we could fast our souls. In a sense, we could do, go through a soul detox. We could uh, put some of our screen time aside that we are maybe TV or our phones or whatever the case may be, and then we would take that time and we would put a little bit more energy and attention into our relationship with God so that we can know his will for our lives in 2023, because that's the greatest thing that we can do in 2023 is find out the will of God and to walk out the will of God for us for this year. Uh, Bryce referenced this series, this verse before uh, in, in the worship service. I'm just going to read it again. The whole thing, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So made new in Christ, made new on the inside. This is something that God does for us in this experience of salvation, but then he is making us new on a daily basis. And then I read that second part of the section because we, we don't just want to make our relationship with God selfish, just not all about me, that God has made me new for a purpose, that we can continue to proclaim the message of reconciliation, that we can be part of that group that's inviting other people to church, somebody who's far from God, somebody in my family or somebody that I work with, that the message of reconciliation has been given to the church. That means you and me, that God has made us new, but he also wants to make others new. So today we're focusing, and this week we are focusing on our thoughts being renewed. And it's very important for us to ask ourselves the question, how do our thoughts get formed? The thoughts that I think, the conclusions that I have about life and family and my job and my finances and just the direction of my life, how did those thoughts get formed? Do I know the source of that thinking? Am I considering it at all? Where did my thoughts come from? Because this is a really important thing to think about is our thoughts. And the scripture has a lot to say about the things that we are thinking about, the things that we are considering. And when we think about the genesis of thoughts or, or where thoughts come from, we know we, thoughts don't come from physical things. Thoughts don't come from matter. Thoughts don't come from trees and rocks and just existence itself, all of the things that we see on the earth. But thoughts are going to have to come from a person or personality or personhood. And then that person 
who is um, the source of those thoughts, they have a will, they have an intention, they have a desire. And from those desires, they actually think thoughts. And then they are going to communicate those thoughts with their voice, their idea transmitters. And then we are the recipients, the receivers of those thoughts. And so if we trace that all the way back, who is the person that is giving us those thoughts? Is it a thought from the creator? Is it a thought about the way of God for our lives? Or is it some other person who has a will and who has conceived an idea and then transmitted that idea to us? And then we are the receiver of that idea. See, we need to be very uh, discriminating when it comes to our thoughts, not not discriminating against people or individuals, but the thoughts that come our way we should trace the origin of those thoughts to the giver of those thoughts. What was their will? What was their desire when they conceived that thought and when they transmitted that thought? What what was their intentionality? Because there can be a lot of thoughts that come our way and we can just take them in and think, oh, here's a thought and here's somebody else said this and this came on the news and this came on from a movie that I watched and -and so-and-so told me this and this person said this to me. Considering the source is so important as it relates to the thoughts that we think. Who said that? And then when we think about who said that, we should ask the question, what does that thought produce in my life? Where is that thought taking me? If I take that thought and and I, I consider it and I mull it over in my mind and then it becomes something that I might say or an action that I would take. Where the, the beginning place, though, is a thought. Where is that thought taking me? See, thoughts can have us, or we can have thoughts. See, sometimes thoughts can just capture us, and it makes us feel a certain way, and then we just act upon that, and we didn't necessarily realize maybe that thought just got a hold of me. I didn't actually consider the source of those thoughts. You know, at the beginning of the year here, we're, we're talking about habits. And, you know, at some point in our lives, we're all going to have bad habits. And so what we want to do is we want to create good habits. We want to create positive habits because positive habits will take us in a good direction. And those habits will be sourced in our thoughts. See, when we think about a person, if we were to comment on an individual, they would, we would say about them, oh, they're a thoughtful person. What what does that mean for us? That means that that person, we had some sort of interaction with that person and they were kind or they were sweet to us or or, or they did something for us. And we would say, man, man, that person was so thoughtful. What would we also comment about that person that they're, they're reasoned, that they're measured in their actions, that their thoughtfulness showed up for me as something good in my life. Given choices, that thoughtful person thought about me. They anticipated something. They managed through all of the thoughts to think, and then they were thoughtful towards me. We appreciate thoughtful people when we are recipients of the good that comes our way from them, but we should all be thoughtful, not just in, in the interpersonal sense, which is a good thing to do. 
But given all of the choices of the thoughts to think, I need to be a thoughtful person. Because there's many voices out there. There's many thoughts out there. So we don't want to think haphazardly. We want to think by design. And not any old design. We want to think by God's design. Because we, we would know that God's design, it, it will show up as a blessing in my life. God's design, God loves me. So if I think according to God's thoughts, I'm going to think loving thoughts and I'm going to think about God's ways and then those things are going to produce something in my life. We, we need to compare and contrast thoughts that are coming our way. I'm just going to give you an example of um, a definition of a certain word in culture and, and what it would mean and how people would work it through just in the culture in 2023. And then that same word, how we would see it defined in scripture and then how we would outwork a different definition based on the word of God. And if we can see these things, it's going gonna, it's gonna to trace back to a different way and then it's going to give us a completely different outcome. And the word is this, the word is freedom. Now, what is the cultural definition or what is the cultural action for us from the word freedom? And it it would sound something like this. I can be whoever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. Don't tell me what to think or what I should do or who you think I should be. I'm free. I'm going to ignore the accumulated wisdom of hundreds and millennia of years of human tradition. Those things are irrelevant. I'm just going to decide for myself because I am free. True satisfaction, listen, the thought from the culture about freedom, true satisfaction is only found in you being your truest self. Whatever I feel, whatever I think, whatever I act upon. That's me being free. Now, again, some of you are going to be like, yeah, (laughs) of course, Pastor Brent. That's how you think about this is what freedom is. This is what it means for us to be free. This is a cultural definition of freedom. And this is everywhere. This is what it means to be free in 2023. Don't don't tell me what to do. I'm the privacy of my own home and my life and my choices. Don't tell me what to do. Don't impose your thinking upon me because I am free. And some of this, again, it just, it feels right because we just hear it in so many different places. But let me define freedom from the scripture. Freedom is in Christ. Which means I am free from sin. I'm free from the eternal effects of sin, me missing the mark. But also, I am called to avoid sin. This freedom in Christ that I have, I'm called to stop missing the mark. And that's what it means to sin. Missing the mark as it relates to God's God-given purpose for my life. See, if there's no purpose for your life, we just go with the first definition. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't actually matter what you do if there's no God-given purpose. If there's nothing higher than just what I think or feel. But freedom in Christ is telling us that I, I and that you have a God-given purpose, a God-designed purpose. That your creator God, that your savior God 
He has things for you to do, ways for you to act. And so this here is freedom. Living out my God-given purpose, I freely choose to yield my life to God. God has given me the ability to choose, but I freely choose. I am free, and so I freely choose to yield my life to God. Listen, true satisfaction, according to freedom in Christ and the word of God, true satisfaction is only found in doing the will of God. Now, those are two completely definitions, different definitions of the word freedom. Wouldn't you agree? Because the conclusion is true satisfaction and freedom is found in me. What I think, what I do, and how, whatever I think and feel, and I act upon those things, that's me being free. But the definition of freedom in Christ is true satisfaction is only found in doing the will of God. So there's an example of sourcing back the thoughts to, oh, the origin of that thought is God. The origin of the cultural thought is just the evolution of culture in this moment. And we can trace it back through philosophy. We can trace it back through culture and different choices that we see in different decades. And so the thoughts that we think are really important because we should, as followers of Jesus, we, want, we should want to think in accordance to the scripture, not just the dictates of culture around us. So we want to embrace the thoughts of God in the story of my life. And this is what I love about God's thoughts. As we read through the scripture, we see that God is always inserting his thoughts in somebody and always speaking and always saying things to us. And a big part of, again, creating this habit in January of going to the word of God is we should desire the voice of God. We should desire the ways of God, the will of God for our lives. And we see this here in Joshua chapter one. Now, Joshua was uh, the leader of Israel who followed after Moses. We know that Moses was this great prophet, this great leader. He led the, the children of Israel out of Egyptian bondage, went through the Red Sea, an amazing leader, did so many great things. Uh, but Moses was not able to lead the children of Israel in, into the promised land. So Joshua, the following leader, the following leader was going to do that. And so as Joshua started as the leader of Israel, God had some things to say to him in this season. In a brand new season, God has things to say to us. And let's read about it here. Joshua chapter one, verse one says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go, go over this Jordan, you you and all this people into the land that I'm giving them to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Now listen, verse five. No man shall stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Now, what could some of Joshua's thoughts be in this moment? Uh, I'm no Moses. Because like Moses is Moses, friends. Like he's a big deal. And then God is inserting his thoughts into some of Joshua's thoughts. 
Verse six, be strong and courageous for you shall cause his people to inherit the land that I swore to the fathers to give them. Verse seven, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant commanded you do not turn from the right or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you will be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. He said to Joshua, meditate day and night in the law of God, in the word of God, in the stories of God. Here I am at the precipice of this new season, this new leadership responsibility that he had. And then God has something to say to him. See, this is true for us at every season of our lives. God wants to insert his thoughts into the middle of our thoughts because what is true about our thoughts? Sometimes our thoughts are terrible. They're insufficient. They're weak. They're bad. They're not great. So God is inserting all of his thoughts into all of the doubts that Joshua has. See, God is inserting his thoughts in the midst of insecurity and self-doubt. Now, the solution to self-doubt is not just a more of a positive self-image, not just thinking better about yourself. It's in, it's having faith in God's view of me, not just me thinking about how great I am, because that can just become arrogance. But what is God saying about me? What is God saying to me that I'm putting my faith in that? God inserts his thoughts in the midst of loneliness. Joshua can be like, oh, so much responsibility on me here in this moment. I'm the only one. And then in the middle of that, God is saying, I, I'm with you. God inserts his thoughts in the midst of fear. See, we are given opportunities to be afraid all of the time with all of the words that come our way. And in the midst of that, in the midst of the thoughts that I, I can't do it, he, what did he say to Joshua? Be strong and courageous. I am with you. Do you see how God's juxtaposing his thoughts with just the thoughts that we have? And then he's saying to Joshua, I want you to meditate on my thoughts because some of the thoughts that you think are insufficient, they're not great. I don't want you to just think about your thoughts. I want you to think my thoughts, God is saying. I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous. And I want you to meditate on this. This is how I want you to think day and night. See, we need to choose the thoughts that pull us up not thoughts that push us down or depress us or make us sad or oppress us. See, see part, of, part of depression, not all of it, part of depression is just thinking about yourself way too much. Because partly our depression is just like, I'm a mess. I'm, I don't make great decisions. And if you just think about that, you're just gonna be sad all of the time. But in the midst of that, God is inserting his thoughts. And the scripture, we're going to read it here in a second. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So we need to choose thoughts that pull us up. Isaiah 
55 verse eight says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Now we could stop there and be like, oh, that's right. God's ways are so much better than mine. I'm an idiot. But let's, let's keep reading. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Now listen, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the earth, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. What is God's word doing? It's coming down to us. His words that are higher than my thoughts and his ways that are higher than my ways, they are coming down to us in the voice of the word of God. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in that for which I sent it. But it's gonna take us cooperating with the thoughts of God. See, the thoughts of God can come and we can just reject them. Have you ever done that? Let's be honest today in church. Man, we have. Because we are are making our feelings and our thoughts superior to the thoughts of God. But again, the voice of God showing up in the middle of Joshua's life. We're in a time which is like, wow, this is too much. This is too difficult. This is too hard. Uh, be courageous. I am with you. That is a higher thought than you can't do it. See, the thought of you can't do it and you're gonna fail and you're no good, those are low ways to think. But God's thoughts are higher. God's thoughts pull you up. And this is how we discriminate against thoughts worth thinking and thoughts that aren't worth thinking. God's thoughts pull us up. So we need to be a good gatekeeper for the thoughts that come our way. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse four says this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What is the stronghold? A stronghold is a pattern or a way of thinking that hurts our life. A stronghold. Verse five, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Listen to that, verse five, demolish arguments. See, I love this because I love to argue. (laughs) And pretension. See, the definition I gave about the cultural thought about freedom, that is a bad argument about your freedom. It's pretense, it's pretend, it's not real. But God's thoughts are higher than that thought. And what are we gonna do? We're gonna take that thought captive to Christ. I am free in Christ. My freedom is in Christ. I have a purpose in God. That's a really good argument for your life. For you to self-define your life And for me to do with that with our limited knowledge and understanding, it's a really bad decision. There is high wisdom, godly wisdom for your life and for my life. We take that thought into captivity. Verse six, and we're ready to punish every act of disobedience once your obedience is complete. So we're, we're not gonna 
think about the thoughts that we shouldn't think about, that are low, that are keeping us down, that are keeping us frustrated and depressed and sad. I want to think the thoughts of God. Psalm 139 verse 23 says this, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts. And if there is be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. See, we have some ways of thinking that we've just conceived and we haven't considered the source. What, what is this prayer saying? Lord, try me. In other words, part of our prayer time in January is to be like, God, the thoughts that I'm thinking that aren't of you, show me. Show me in your word. Lead me by your spirit out of this stronghold, this thing that has captured me. We need to know that the gatekeeper of our thoughts, the thoughts that are coming my way, are they worth dwelling on? Do they, do they pass the word of God test? Do they pass the, the ways of God test? Because if they don't, it just rejects them. I reject them at the gate. I'm like, no, sorry, you can't come in. I'm going to think some other thoughts. Next one, we have to consider our patterns. What are, what are my patterns? We have to think about the patterns, the habits of our life. Romans chapter 12, verse two, very familiar portion of scripture. says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world. This is a great discussion topic for your city groups coming up. What are the patterns of this world? That at the end of those patterns, it's destruction. You need to think about that. Because the scripture is telling us, don't conform to the pattern of the world. But be transformed. Have your thoughts made new. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, renewing of our mind to the ways of God, the high thoughts of God. Because what do the thoughts of God do? They pull me up. They pull me out. They help me. They strengthen me. They give me courage. They give me faith. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will that we can test it. We should test the thoughts, test the voices. Scripture says there's many voices in the world and none without significance. There's so many voices out there, but we got to test those voices. We've got to test those thoughts against the standard of the word of God, because when they meet that test, man, I'm going to walk in the perfect will of God. Now let's think about this verse here for a second. Romans chapter 12. So there's a you in this verse that has patterns. We all have patterns in our life. There's all, we all have habits that we do. And then there's a you that's analyzing the patterns. So there's this stuff that we do all of the time with our actions, with our words, the things we think. And so that's just you, the, the patterns that we have. And now also in this verse, there's a you that's gonna stand back and look at those patterns and be aware of them. 
be like, oh, here's this pattern, then here's this pattern, and then here's this pattern. And then when this person says this thing, I react this way. That's a pattern. And that reaction might not be good. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's any people that have a history with anger in the room. But if they didn't act that way, I wouldn't get so bad. Uh-uh-uh. You, you, not them, not what they said, not what they did. You, I'm pointing at myself, have a pattern of anger. It has nothing to do with what people do. This is how I react. How I react is a pattern. Are we aware of these patterns? Because it's so easy just to blame other people. It's way more fun, right? It's way more fun just to blame other people for my patterns. If you wouldn't act like this, I wouldn't act like this. But you are responsible for your patterns, not somebody else. So there's, there's the me that does the patterns. And then there's the me that is thinking about the patterns. And then there's the me that's making the choice. Am I gonna be renewed? Am I gonna renew the patterns that I am aware of now? And am I gonna align those patterns to the high ways of the thoughts of God? That we would renew our mind, that we would think differently. When we think differently, we're going to act differently. And then when we act differently, according to the word of God, we're going to have the results that God wants for us in our life. And I know that seems mathematical. and I'm not trying to make it like an equation. It's just kind of how my brain works. But there are better thoughts to think because those thoughts produce different results. And then finally this, is that God actually thinks about you. And this is a really important thought to think about. Psalm 8 verse three says this, when I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? In the vastness of the heavens and the earth, God is actually mindful of you. God is actually thinking about you. God actually cares about the details of your life. And if we think about the vastness of creation and who God is and who we are, That should change our outlook on life. And the things that he said to Joshua are the same things that he says to us. Don't be afraid. I'm, I'm gonna be with you, God, the God of the universe, the creator God. I'm gonna be with you. Be encouraged. You actually have a godly purpose to walk out.
that God is thinking about you and your situation and is leading you out and he's leading you up and he's leading you through. He's not leaving you in the valley. He's not leaving you in the pit. He's not leaving you in the mud pool with his foot on your neck. He's pulling you out with his words, with his thoughts, with his ways. Let's just pray this morning, God. We love you so much. We pause for a moment just to consider that you are thinking about us, that you care about us, that your purposes for my life are bigger than anything I could dream or imagine. And God, instead of choosing the freedom that the world gives, that the culture is offering me, I choose freedom in you. That I will be satisfied in doing your will for my life. So God, as we are setting our sails forward this year, We just yield again. We surrender our lives. We surrender our families. We surrender our careers. We surrender our choices. We surrender our thoughts. God, we pray like the psalmist, try us, Lord, and show us if the thoughts in us are in alignment with your thoughts. God, the the strongholds in our lives, the, the addictions that we have in our lives, we yield those to you. That your strength is bigger than my strength to overcome. So we just thank you for that, Lord. And as we go forward this week, Lord, We continue to spend time in your word and think your thoughts. We thank you, Lord, that you are illuminating our path forward. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, as we start out 2023 and you're thinking about your year, the best thing for all of us to do, as we've mentioned, is is to follow God. And if you're here this morning and you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. I I invite you to pray along with me. This prayer is just a starting point in our relationship with God. The gospel, the good news is all about Jesus, that he came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, God raised him from the dead. And because all of that happened, that God offers us a relationship with himself, just comes as a gift. He offers us a gift. And all we have to do is say yes to that gift. We don't qualify for that gift because we're good or perfect, because we aren't. We don't qualify for that gift by creating some sort of religious persona and saying, God, am I religious enough for you now? No, it only comes by receiving what God has done through Christ on the cross. All you have to do is say yes. And maybe you're here this morning and you maybe used to be close to God and maybe something happened and you kind of find yourself distant from God this morning. You know, God is not mad at you this morning. God invites you close to himself. 
you pray along with me as well today. So let's all bow our heads and close our eyes in church. Let's pray this out loud. Praying with somebody who might be praying it for the first time or rededicating their life to Christ. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. I say yes to your righteousness. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and I turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.